This is Purpose, Passion, and Coffee. This is your host, Christian J. Lynch speaking. Thank you for tuning in to another episode today. Feel free to rate, share, subscribe to the podcast. Know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Let's get it. All right, welcome to the podcast, guys. I have another special guest as always. I know you guys are used to me saying that, but I do not lie. Always another special guest. And this guy, uh, I've grown up with him since I was probably in middle school and uh, just doing, uh, you know, the summer things from swim teams to hanging out. We went to the same high school, um, same high school swim team, and uh, a lot of the same friend groups. Um, both went to lawn care landscape, and uh, he's gotten himself into a whole bunch of different uh, cool things that he's super passionate about and uh, haven't seen him in a while. So I reached out to him on, I think it was like in October, November. And I was like, Hey man, I've been doing this podcast. I'd love to have you on talk about business. And he's um, just around our age or my age and just, you know, could pick his brain on some things. And I feel like he could give a lot of good advice and just value with uh, people here trying to figure out what they want to do in life, certain passions and, you know, what, what makes money is, is college worth it? You know, he's, you know, he's an entrepreneur and he's also been to college. So it's like that interesting background of like, okay, is college worth it even if you are going to start your own business, but I'll stop talking and introduce him first. So, uh, this is Michael Mullally. How you doing, man? Good. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Thanks for, thanks for coming on finally, dude. Yeah. I'm glad you're, I can you're, make it you're, finally. <laughs> oh, I got a little free time. <laughs> <laughs> you're a busy guy. So I know I think I hit, yeah, it was like no October, November. And I think like December we tried to plan for something and you were like busy. You're like, Hey, can I postpone? Yeah. And, um, yeah, we uh, I was like, oh sweet, yeah, December long care will be slowing down, the bees will be hibernating, yeah, and then we got that Christmas light thing going. So yeah, I know. So what got you behind doing the Christmas lights? Um, just trying to find things outside of lawn care that we could do in the winter. Yeah, so kind of, so I'm not just sitting around. Yeah, and uh, yeah, we uh looked into Christmas lights. Um, we I talked to this guy named Justin Tanner. Actually, he owns Tanner's Customs and Collision downtown um they do a lot of really cool stuff work on a lot of exotics and whatnot mm-hmm. and i was like hey this winter i want to do something like do you, I, he owns meltbox too i don't know if you know what meltbox i is. do a size cream in kansas city mm-hmm. right it's really yeah cool. and i've worked for them for like two years now um but i was like hey this winter like i'll probably be looking just to keep myself busy you got anything that you need because my brother actually kind of manages the shop in a way now mm-hmm. um and he was like, yo, I want to get into Christmas lights. And I was like, yo, me too. <laughs> so me and Dylan and him, Dylan's the one that owns the lawn and landscape and the bee company with me. Um, we're met with him and we kind of figured out a plan and we opened It's Lit KC. Yeah. And uh, our goal was 20 houses, like I told you earlier, mm-hmm. and it blew up and we did like 65 houses. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we just kind of hit the ball rolling and went with it. That's awesome. And, uh, it's cool. You surpassed, you definitely surpassed your goal by oh, yeah. three times amount by, you know, three times. And, um, how much was the startup investment? You said you had a class, how much was that? Or like you, um, you were doing professional classes to really make sure you guys were. Yeah, we go. spent a good amount. I mean, we, like I, I, I worked from the first week of November until the first week of December, 60 plus hours a week, putting up Christmas lights, yeah. um, doing as many as we can. I mean, we were literally we get money from our first invoices we sent out, run out of our inventory, mm-hmm. spend all that money on the new inventory for all these other bookings. Yeah. And uh, like, we're, we're not going to turn a profit or we will. I mean, we're barely going to turn a profit, but I'm not going to get paid a dime yeah. for that. Just to give you an idea. Of, yeah. Like, I think we did, I want to say we did a little over like 30 grand. It's pretty good. Something in a month there. 
and that's pretty darn good. We had our cost for like twenty eight grand with everything. Yeah, our logo. I mean, the the clip of training we got clip of certified. Um, our, I mean, just everything else that it takes to start a business like that. Mm-hmm. Having a lawyer type up your partnership agreement. Having yeah, are you guys fifty fifty with that? Uh, well, 33, 30, a third, third, third. Oh, okay. Three of us. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing. Interesting. So. Sometimes people say, don't do that. You know, don't split businesses. And then some yeah. people say, I, well, I did the podcast with Made in KC and they have, we're talking about that before we went on air and they have th- three, three of them own it. You know, they're a third, com- third of a company that each, mm-hmm. each of them own. So I asked them that because I've heard a lot of advice with some of the business I'm going to start up and uh, people are like, um, yeah, don't do that. Just own it and then have people work for you and do salary. But then they said, you know, just finding the right people to work for you is, is rare, but it's definitely doable. I would agree that it's generally true. Um, Dylan, who I do the other two companies with, is probably a harder worker even than I am. And yeah, so, that's um, rare. Yeah, and well, I, know I, mean, how, I, I know how hard you work. I trust that dude so, with yeah. my life. So if you have somebody like that in your life that you can trust, I mm-hmm. guess, and that you work that well with, I mean – bringing Justin into that, me and Dylan found out just how well we worked together, just having the little clashes mm-hmm. with Justin on yeah. things. Um, not that that is a bad thing or anything, but like literally like me and Dylan, we don't argue. We yeah. don't usually, we 99% of the time we agree on something. Mm-hmm. And if we don't agree, we're just like, well, you want to do it this way or this way? And we can figure it out in a, I mean, yeah, in a snap like that. So, and I'd say 99.99% of people don't have that blessing in their life. They don't. They don't. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I, only, um, I have very few people even now. I would not know if I would start a business with because not that they're not some of my best friends. I just, it, it's just totally different when you put in money, when money is a factor and if things go down, when things go up, it just plays a big role in, in relationships. So it's like, if it could go wrong, do you want to lose that friendship? Cause I've heard a lot of horror. Oh yeah. Horse, I literally, I've, I've heard a lot of scary stories about, people losing their friends over just business stuff where they thought it'd be a good idea, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I would say don't go in business with your friends. Yeah. <laughs> I would agree with that. They're most of my closest friends outside of Dylan, obviously I would never go in business with. Mm. Um, it just, it takes the right person to go in business with them. Dylan, a close friend of mine that really even freshman year in high school, we weren't close. Mm. Um, we ended up working at the golf course together. Um, I asked him if we wanted to come, we needed somebody to work and I asked him if we want to come work there and we kind of got to know each other there. So we kind of met each other. Uh, we got closer and more of a professional environment still yeah. than what like as a kid or now where you're out at a bar or you're hanging out in your parents' basement, Yeah, you know, as a kid playing video games, you would with a normal friend for sure. Me and Dylan didn't become friends that way. So maybe that had a part in it. I have no idea. I feel like it um, could be for sure, but I, I would think so. Yeah, we just have a very, uh, I don't know, it's just like he was my vice president in the fraternity when I was president. He, I mean, he worked at Hillcrest with me. He works on Meltbox with me. Yeah. Um, we just do everything. Together. He's into cars. We worked on cars together all the time. It's a cool relationship. That, yeah. I don't, that doesn't really sound, uh, I don't really hear that a lot. But it's cool because people don't know this about you and I want to get into that is, um, you know, you've done a lawn care and landscape business for a while. And then also you start up your B, your B company mm-hmm. with him. And then you have a, you know, you have a, uh, a B tattoo. Well, what's yeah. it? What's it? It's a, yeah, it's just a little honey stick. It's a honey, it's a, like a honey stick, exactly. a honey stick or honeycomb, a, something like that on his. Yeah. I don't know if it, what the proper term is, but yeah. we just call it a honey stick or a honey dipper. <laughs> I, I, I love it though. It looks good. <laughs> and then, uh, obviously doing the light company this year 
And obviously, you know, it does take people don't know this, but decent amount of business or most businesses do take a little bit of money to start up. And usually, you know, oh, if, yeah. if you can, if you can make some sort of profit, whether it's 10 bucks, you know, in a startup investment, that's pretty good. Like people, people yeah, can't go into it, a business expecting to make, I'm going to, you know, double, triple my revenue in the first year. It's like, well, I mean, not saying it's not possible. I'm never going to put limits on anyone, right? but it's just very, very rare. So um, we'll go into that later, but kind of tell us a little, bit, a little bit about your story with, you know, this business mindset, um, having your own lawn care and landscape business when you were younger and then kind of where you are right now in life. Yeah. So, well, the bee business, technically, I guess maybe it wasn't technically the first business, but um, I don't know. I just took over. My dad owns five duplexes and he, he owns his own business. So I was around an entrepreneur my whole life growing up. Um, and he has to mow those lawns at those places. And it's expensive to hire somebody to mow your five duplexes in sure. an office. Um, so he bought a professional mower for my brother when my brother turned 16 and turned it off to my brother mm-hmm. and paid him a lot less than he'd pay a mowing company, obviously, but <laughs> great money for a 16 year old. And he provided him with a truck trailer and mower. So basically my brother at 16 was making 20 plus bucks an hour Yeah, and everything was provided for him, which is awesome. That's really good age, for, for, $16, for six, years 16 years old. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, when Steven went off to college, he's four, Four and a half years older than me, five years. He's right around four or five years. I think he's five years in school older than me. And um, when he went off to college, he was like, yo, I don't want to mow anymore. Obviously, he went to UMKC, so he could have done it. But he kind of ended up dropping off that, and I took it over. Um, And he had a couple lawns around our neighborhood and stuff. I think he had like three or four extra lawns on top of my dad's stuff. And I was like, well, if I'm going to have this mower and stuff, I'm going to do more. So. Um, started doing more and I still worked at the golf course. I loved working at the golf course. Um, and finally kind of decided, you know what, I'm going to do more mowing. So I put yeah. up a Facebook ad. I made a Facebook page, put up a Facebook ad and that got me like 20 lawns like that. I mean, it was incredible. Yeah. And you use the whole, I'm a kid in high school. <laughs> the type of story. Advantage, yeah, yeah. Obviously. It's a family owned business and, trying to make my way. <laughs> yeah. Um, and got some lawns here in Raytown and, uh, I was like, Oh, wow. I mean, I'm making like 500 bucks a day mm-hmm. mowing. I had like one full day of mowing that I could do. And then I asked Dylan, I bought another mower and I asked Dylan, like, Hey, you want to come on? We took on some more lawns to the point where we were doing all right. I was paying Dylan like 18 bucks an hour or so to mow with me. And, um, it's yeah. pretty good. 18 bucks an hour is really good, dude. Yeah. You're, and I mean, I, I was still nice doing friend. really good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I could have been a lot nicer if I wanted to. So don't, <laughs> um, don't tell them that now. When you're making, when it's taking you 15 minutes to mow the lawn and you're getting paid 35, 35 40, 40 bucks. bucks. Yeah. I mean, um, but yeah, that kind of paid for all my stuff through college, not for college. My call, co- I didn't pay for college. I didn't pay for rent, but it paid for me to like, I don't know be a person yeah do the, the normal <laughs> i still had things. expenses and whatnot but um but yeah we, we kind of took off and then <clears throat> excuse me um but last like winter we got contact about doing an hoa and uh we had kind of thought about like okay i think when we graduate college yeah this is going to work out we should do mm-hmm. this for real because two years ago if you'd asked me if i was going to keep going i was like no when i graduate i'm going to go do something else. Oh, Sam, I had no, finance dude, I didn't think I was going to do lawn care landscape two years ago, like full time. I thought it was, you know, oh, yeah. it's really, really good side money and I'll just help me fuel up whatever I'm going to do in college. If I'm going to do college, I'm not really for sure, but now yeah. I'm doing it like full time. It's kind of funny. Yeah. But yeah, Dylan had a good job at a firm at the American Century Towers um, with Morgan Stanley. 
I mean, he could have made great money there. Mm-hmm. Um, but we got this contract um, over there, which was like 40000 guaranteed. That was just like the mowing and fertilizing, basically. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, well, this money alone will pay our expenses where we can just live. We'll be living on bare minimum, but we'll be able to pay our bills. Mm-hmm. So anything else we do is extra. And then the pandemic hit and everything shut down. And it was like, well, I'm graduating college. I can't get a job really anyways right now because um, – I mean, the end of April, beginning of May, there was kind of the heart of all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but so we just hit the ground rolling. And I mean, we stayed booked up over a month out. I mean, extremely thankful. And you guys moved, it. you guys moved into landscape too, right? Or yeah. You guys, yeah. You yeah. Did the two. yeah. So yeah. we do like three days of mowing a week and then two days of like landscape. Yeah. So stuff. you guys try to do it Monday through Friday or? Yeah. Does it matter try to, for you guys? Okay. Um, I value my weekends and stuff a lot, but. You also had to leave. I mean, we spent the other time with the bees or working mailbox. There was mm-hmm. a lot of days where we'd mow from 7 a.m. to 5 p.m. and get off and go straight to mailbox till 9 p.m. And yeah. Repeat. So um, that was kind of what that year, this year consisted of. And then, yeah, we, I mean, we blew up. We ended up doing like $130,000. That's um, awesome. And that's less than a year. Revenue, obviously, yeah, not profit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that that's from our, we did our first sale literally the week the pandemic hit mm-hmm. so the end of march there i think because that was right when we had to start doing our first fertilizer applications yeah um and we started we went from there and that i mean we stopped pretty much doing anything lawn and landscaping like november 1st i mean we still mowed a little bit and stuff like yeah. one day a week did you guys move into leaves and stuff too like uh, not yes yeah not as much um because of the lighting business uh-huh next year when we have employees and whatnot um, we'll have a crew out doing that all the time. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, not because the lighting, but we didn't expect the lighting business to, to do it. Do it well. Yeah. People were calling me about leaves and I was like, Hey, uh, we're booked up. Sorry. Yeah. So we yeah. did some, but not a ton. Yeah. So you doing this building up, that's awesome. 130 K in revenue. Um, I feel like a lot of people don't know that. I think when we talk, at least for me, Michael, when I say, yeah, I do lawn care landscape business. People are like, Oh, you make some penny money. You know, it's like some, yeah. you know, which is, kudos to me like they don't have to know how much you know i'm doing pretty yeah. well and that's fine you know because obviously if you if he's like yeah oh yeah i work at burns and mac they'll be like oh yeah he's or he's topped or if he's like or yeah he's in he's going to university for a business major it's crazy even though i'm making more than a lot of business majors at college they look at business major as like bigger deal which is fine you know right, but i just yeah. want to you know i think we me and you can both advocate that it doesn't matter what you're doing if you do it well and if it's a good job and the money is there, then that's what matters, you know? And so I think it's just cool to to see that and that you prove that, you know, putting 130K, you know, yeah. in revenue. And, um, and that goes into you going to college. So, like, I know an, another guy who dropped out of college. We talked about this before the podcast, but it's big on, like, especially nowadays, like, you don't have to go to college. There's It's crazy how many opportunities you can do um, in the world without going to college. And I'm not anti-college. I'm just, like, if you have – no reason or if you don't know what to do, I wouldn't, you know, suggest spending at least five, 10,000 plus and more no. a year to, to, to doing something you're not really, you know, right. sure about. So what, tell me a little about your story. Cause obviously you don't really need a college degree for anything you're doing. No, not necessarily. Yeah. So what, what was your, you know, for any kid out there listening or for someone's in college, what would you say? Hey, these are the positives of college. This is why I went to college or maybe these are some things I would change about it. Just kind of spill out what, what your thoughts are on that. Yeah. Um, well, I was extremely blessed. I never had to worry about the financial side of college. Mm-hmm. So um, with my parents, um, it was kind of a move out and be on your own at 18 or when you graduate high school and do your thing or 
we'll pay for you to go to college. We'll pay your rent. We'll take care of you through college, basically. Um, and yeah, so, so it was kind of like you're, you're out like, on your own you or you're, you're going you, to college. So basically you weren't forced, but you kind of were forced by like, kind of forced, the, yeah, yeah, kind of forced. He's like, well, I can't, I don't really want to pay for all of that. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I had a choice. I could have gone out and done, I, there's no way I would have been able to start the business right then. I wasn't prepared for it. I didn't have the money or the small customer base that I had before built up mm-hmm. this spring. I wouldn't have had that contract that I got. Um, but yeah, so I was just like, okay, well, I'm going to, because I've always hated school. Yeah. I, do you, do you, it, how it's much did you easy hate, for me. How much did you hate high school? Like uh, doing I didn't hate high school. Well, the school part of it, yeah. yeah. I did not enjoy school. I loved but, the social aspect. Oh, me too. Yeah. Um, I loved, I didn't really love swimming per se. I loved um, swimming. I was kind of burnt out by then, but yeah. I loved the going to football games, all that stuff. I mean, I even love to party. I'll say it. I yeah. did my fair share of parties and stuff in college. <laughs> it's okay. all there's, plenty, there's plenty of people. Um, I'm the rare one who said I probably could say I didn't really party at all in high school. Yeah. I mean, shoot. We, yeah. Yeah. We did I didn't, you guys were always going to the parties. I got invited. I just never went. Yeah. I wasn't really allowed to. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but yeah, so I never really liked the high school or school in itself. Whenever I was like, oh, I got to go to college in four more years of this. Was yeah. Like, oh my God. Senioritis starting at freshman year. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> basically. But um, it was all taken care of. So it was like, okay, I have to go to this. Um, and then I joined you... a fraternity my first semester. Got it. Which I'll even say I'm not much of a fraternity guy per se. I, I didn't really plan on being a fraternity. I went out and rushed just to see what it was about. And because <clears throat> my brother was a, in a fraternity and he was like, just go and see what you think. But, um, but yeah, so I went, I did that and that kind of added to the social aspect of college that made it much more enjoyable, mm-hmm. much more hateful in ways too. But, um, <laughs> but, but, um, no, I, I don't need a degree to do, I got a finance degree. So I was going to ask what you made. Had I gone into the world, I probably would have went and been an FA or worked at some finance firm and something. Did, did that really interest you doing that? Or? Uh, not really. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, my big thing is I, I hate having a boss. I hate working for somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, you like being your own boss. I like being my own boss. Why, I like is, making why, my own schedule. why, why is that? Why do you like being your own boss? I don't know. I just don't like being told what to do, I guess. <laughs> do you feel like everyone, do you feel like some people like having a boss, like, it, oh, yeah. like we're like, they like someone to be in control. They want to lean yeah. on. Yeah. And like the, but it's weird because people I don't, don't like uncertainty and there's a lot of uncertainty. We have being your business. business. Yeah. Um, shoot. I mean, at the beginning of the year, like I said, we were like, okay, well we got this contract. And, yeah. Uh, thankfully it was like, well, that'll pay our bills. But it was like, yo, I'm not like, I'm going to have to go to my mom for groceries. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. Um, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, all my friends that I'm close with, uh, my roommate that I still live with today, um, they all, all the guys that I went to college with, they graduate, they all make more money than me mm-hmm. in their jobs right now. Uh, one of my best friends, his name is Mason. He's, uh, well, he was an FA and he got tired of that. And now he's like, he works for Ivy Funds, but he makes double, if not triple what I make. Mm-hmm. My roommate works for Cerner. He makes at least double of what I make. Yeah. I mean, I could be making a lot more money, but, um, so basically what you're saying is money's not everything. No. Cause I really like money. It's <laughs> just, uh, the money is not everything. No. Cause having the schedule, um, making my own schedule, deciding when I'm going to work, deciding when I'm going to take off work, all that stuff was really big to me. And just the whole, cause do you want to have a, do you want to have a family someday? Oh yeah. So and, yeah, that's a big thing. Well, uh, It'd probably be easier if I wasn't an entrepreneur, honestly. Dude, I don't, well, I mean, you just wait. I've talked to some older entrepreneurs being on the podcast, and at startup, it's hard. But now they're 
they have people work for them. They're financially, oh, yeah. and now they're better off than people who are working in corporations. It yeah, just takes time. Yeah, it's, it's patience. It's the, I, I think they say most businesses don't turn a profit for like the first five years. Yeah. And that includes paying yourself if you have mm-hmm. like a salary or whatever. But um, yeah, no. So I just kind of was forced into it. I did it. Uh, your... I would recommend it to anybody. Okay. If you, if, if if you, you can, can pay for if, if it's and paid it makes for. Sense. Yeah. It's not for everybody. To, to be fair, I have never had a problem in school. I've never had a problem mm-hmm. getting good grades. It, I, I don't know, a blessing from God. I, yeah. Well, I, I like, I like your perspective. You're being real. You're like, hey, because there's some people that definitely oh, can't. Yeah. I have friends that they're amazing at business for some reason. Like they know how to like, you know, long care. Like it's, and we're talking about this before. Guys who I'm best friends with, they're some of my mentors, you know, terrible at school. But some of the best business owners, they're able to right. really build up their long care. It doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. But to them, it does. You know, so it's just like. Yep. You just don't know. You can't compare. Yeah, and so like I was always good at school and all that. Um, I learned a lot in the fraternity. I was treasurer. I was the person who planned the formals and stuff at one point. I was president. Yeah. Um, so well, a lot of my social skills came from that. I, I was going to ask you that. What, what are some big take or maybe two, three takeaways that you'd say, hey, this is what college actually helped me out a lot with? Um, social skills, obviously. Social skills. You get a lot of connections. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, I hear that you one You have a lot. your foot in the door wherever you want you go to a university, um, you're going to get it. If you put in the time, you're going to get a job when you graduate a good paying job. That's probably 40,000 plus. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, I learned a lot of valuable skills in my classes. Like I do most of our accounting. Mm-hmm. I, as a business student at UMKC, you have to take two accounting classes, specific accounting classes. Mm-hmm. Um, and you learn all that. So I can do all that. I know, a lot better about budgeting. I know a lot more about like economics and whatnot. Um, as much as I hate it, I know this sounds boring, man. Economics I, I could, is terrible, but it makes me want to put a pencil through my head. Um, it's funny. Dylan's reading it right now. We had to read part of this book called wealth. of I think it's called wealth of nations. It's by uh, Jeff Locke or John Locke. I don't know. Or maybe Adams. One mm-hmm. of the couple. I'm so bad at remembering that stuff, but, um, and, they're pretty knowledgeable on that stuff. You read those books, they're really dry, but we had to read chapters out of it in some mm-hmm. of those economics classes and some of those things just stuck with me, I guess. Um, just how the world works, I guess. Yeah. I learned a lot more about how the world worked. I was able to mature and become who I am today mm-hmm. um, in college. Um, with And it kind of gave me a four-year buffer of being able to figure out things. Um, like the business, I mean, in the B business, for example, it to this day, it doesn't really pay me anything. But had I not had those four years and I had to decide that it probably wouldn't be a company anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, just because if I was like, I got to live and that's obviously not. Yeah. You, the money would be the biggest that thing type trying of stuff. to grow the landscape. Yeah. yeah and then like, yeah, being able to grow Like I got those, I had like 25 lawns. Um mm-hmm through college and I got to learn a lot about how to act or like be able to talk to a customer and see what they think, see how they deal with problems of just problematic customers. Cause that's a big deal. Yeah. Um, and also just, I don't know, maybe if you want to call it maturity, I guess of being able to keep your cool with crappy people, mm-hmm. um, knowing well, I think your it's, image. Well, I think that speaks to you too speaks volumes about you because i think some people could go through college and actually be more immature and waste their time yeah. away in college because i've heard those stories too oh yeah where it I, makes them I, I told you i was president of fraternity i dealt with a lot of i mean it's I your kind of your choice ended up 
leaving, I probably will never support that fraternity in my life. I had all the plans to keep on supporting it. I probably never support it again because of the people who are still in it today yeah. mm-hmm. and the things that they do. Yeah. Um, but when I joined it, it was a different chapter and the people that were in that chapter were like-minded people like me. They wanted to do greater good. They wanted to do, yeah. they wanted Our a brotherhood, disciplined, those type of yeah. things. Um, and that just kind of fell off. But yeah, I mean, there's so much, it's hard to say. So would you, if but, someone's going through high school and they're, maybe they have a small business like us or in the high school, but college, they're trying to go through maybe college. Would you tell them they really want to grow? I mean, would you say, hey, focus more on school that time or focus more on the business? Or is it kind of, I'm a big believer on teaches their own. I just kind of want to pick your brain because your perspective is different from another guy's where he, he didn't have the money. His parents didn't have the money. So he doesn't want to waste 20,000. Right. Yeah. So I think it's kind of, so what do you do? He traveled and that, that was his two year buffer of experiencing. And now yeah. he's pulling, that was the guy who was, we're talking about that made 500 K a year. Yeah. So I like how I love the different perspectives. Everyone's different. So I just kind of like hearing, picking your brain on yeah. this is like, what, what do you think? Um, well, I wouldn't have had the money to travel. So I yeah. guess that would have kind of been off the table for me, but, um, no, if you have the opportunity to do it, um, if you have, that's another big thing. Whenever I took this risk of being a business owner and that being my thing, I have a finance degree to fall back on. Mm-hmm. If I, at any point things fail, I can go and get a decent job Yeah, and I'm good. Where if you don't have a college degree, you can't even get your foot in the door a lot of mm-hmm. places. Um, as that'd crappy be, as that, that is. That'd be me. Yeah. As crappy as that is, if you go walk up to Morgan Stanley, like Dylan, the American Century Towers, they're going to laugh at you until you go away. Yeah. And you're, as crappy yeah, as that it's is, it's good to think about that. There's no skill that Dylan learned in college that taught him how to cold call. No, for sure. That's what he did there. For sure. But I think for <laughs> me, it's made me work harder than anything, Michael. Like it's oh, put me yeah, in a mindset. Because the fact that I don't have, well, like knowing that I don't have really a degree to fall back on for right now makes me think this is survival to fittest. Yeah. Like, and so I have this extra. And now you can say, well, playing it safe, well, dude, life in general is not safe. So, I think, <laughs> I think there's so many times where people, you know, texting, driving, airplanes, all these different crazy things. I think people in high school call just in life in general. Like, I just like if you have dreams or goals, don't don't. I, I think playing it safe is pursuing something you love doing because I think don't. I think living a dangerous life is living a life you don't want to live. That's a dangerous life I want to want to be. Oh in. yeah. So that's yeah. how I, I change that perspective. I try to change my perspective a lot. You know. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I've changed so much since. I mean, even since I graduated from college until now is really the first time that I've kind of started to figure out like what my life is going to be like, what I'm going to do in life. Yeah. Is it scary to you sometimes even with not anymore as yeah. much? Was it, um, was it though? Oh yeah. I, I feel mean, like some people listening to this and they're like super now. scared. They're like, I don't know what to do. And like, I think it brings us hope to know that like, Hey, you're kind of, Oh yeah. I, had no idea. I mean, like I said, la- the last, well not last now cause it's 2021. Yeah. Um, but like fall of 2019, I still didn't plan on having a, mowing business mm-hmm. and then march of 2020 yeah. we were full bore going mm-hmm. at it yeah so um you just got to kind of roll with the punches i guess um i mean it comes at you fast yeah you things change so quick i never like i said i didn't plan on joining a fraternity and then that was my life i was the president at one mm-hmm. point and do i you, spent hours are, and hours you, on that do you regret being a fraternity or for no the guys you regret around it. You were, um, so would you tell someone if they're gonna go to college would you say just kind of be careful what fraternity you go into that definitely oh, plays yeah. a big factor. Um, there's not very many other fraternities outside. I mean, even the fraternity I was in, I was an SAE, so I was a Sigma Alpha Epsilon. Um, which even today I wouldn't I probably wouldn't join that chapter. Yeah, it's just different. Um, so it it was like 
I mean, I left high school with a very tight knit group, tight knit group that I grew up with swimming my whole life. Mm -hmm. And I didn't have that close friend group anymore. And I kind of found that in SAE and they were, I mean, I went, you go to rush events when you go to college and you want to join a fraternity your first week of school is every night you have like a dinner at the house at SAE's house or uh, go play ping pong. See that never, that never intrigued me. And man. you go and their whole chapter is there for the most part. And you just walk around and you talk to them. You yeah. got to get, it forces you out of your shell. For sure. Cause you got to realize I went to UMKC, which was here in Kansas city. And at the time my first, I moved out my first semester, but at that time I lived at home. So, but a lot of people like Tyler, my roommate, he was an SAE also, which a lot of my closest friends that I'll probably lifelong friends are, SAEs, mm-hmm. but um, Tyler moved from St. Louis. So he came here, I mean, fresh out of high school, moved across the state and was like, Oh, I have no friends. I have no idea what I'm doing. Yeah. You know? And so that's where a fraternity can be good, I guess. But there's so many other ways you can find friends. I would just say, be open-minded about it. If you're mm-hmm. going to college and you're thinking about Greek life, go, I mean, who knows if Greek life will even exist here. In <laughs> yeah. Um, but be open-minded go talk to them. See if you mesh with any of them. If you really click with a group of guys, I mean, it's like any other friend group that you got to pay to be in the group. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But I mean, yeah, it, it was cool. I enjoyed a lot of it. Um, I probably, if I regret anything, I regret being as involved as I was yeah. being president, being treasurer. Do you, what, is um, that because you would, would put it more in the business, more time with family? That Girlfriend. and just, I would have just enjoyed it more. I yeah. mean, it, it, when you show up to a party and everybody's drinking and they're not supposed to, be, and we're on school property or something yeah. and they're not supposed to be, and if they get in trouble, it comes back to the president. To you, yeah. You don't have fun at that party. No, like, yeah. Nobody you, wants to do that in college. You're, you're worried about everything else. You're <laughs> yeah, worried about everyone. Yeah. I mean, are you, yeah. And so you see somebody doing stupid where they might get hurt, something stupid and they might get hurt and like you're stressed out about that. Nobody wants to be that guy at a party. Oh, dude, no, I don't want to be that guy. Um, so it, just takes away a lot of, and then all the problems and just boys are just as bad as girls when it comes to drama Yeah, and the drama and a fraternity fraternity probably and guys that think they're entitled to all this and that it's just ridiculous. (laughs) Did you have a, yeah. So in high school, I mean, trying to think, did you have any guys who were kind of entrepreneurs or starting their own businesses in high school? I mean, you, it was me, but I was a couple years younger than you. So it was a little different and we didn't, you know, me so and Dylan did, did the B thing together. How old were you guys when you guys did the B the B thing? Well, we installed our first hives the day we graduated high school. So you were like eighteen so, at yeah, that point, right around. Okay, that. so so why bees, man? Like seriously, I think it's cool. <laughs> it's weirdly unique, but why bees? Um, I really wanted to be an engineer at one point in high school, so I took all the engineering classes. I don't mm-hmm. know if you ever knew Mister Pyatt. Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> he was a big beekeeper. Everyone on the podcast is like, dude, Christian and Michael are saying these names and they act like we know them, but like they don't know them. But yeah, it's because he went to high school. <laughs> yeah. So Mr. Pyatt was the engineering and woodshop teacher at Raytown High at the time. And uh, he was kind of one of the teachers that I clicked with um, and I'd talk to all the time. And he was a beekeeper. And I always thought it was kind of cool. And after four years of being around that and seeing him, he'd build bees. You either, you either love or shop. hate bees at that point. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, you know what? I want to try this. So I told him I want to buy bees. I want to, and uh, he showed me where to buy them. And then I went out to his house and saw his beehives. And Dylan came with, and um, I had pitched the idea to Dylan. I was like, hey, you want to split all this and we can do this together? And he thought I was weird. He called me crazy, and mm-hmm. then he did it with me. Yeah. <laughs> do you have any and, other people? Like, did you tell anyone, or do you try, try to keep it low key? The oh yeah, things? everybody knew that. I was did you do? Did you have any voices? People out there like, dude, you're dumb for doing this, or? 
no, the B like, thing was kind of different. Work out or? Um, because the B thing didn't start out as a business; it started out as just kind of just a hobby. hobby. Yeah, I think me and Dylan both in mind thought, "Oh, we can make money off of this. Yeah, this will be cool." Well, I think you always try to. We can make honey and sell it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's like lemonade. But, <laughs> yeah, and so nobody really had that because it was just another hobby I was getting mm-hmm. into. It was like cars for me. So you didn't have an LLC at that time. No, no, okay. no, no, no. I think our LLC was officially filed in 2018. And okay. Graduated in 2016. Yeah. So, um. MD's bees didn't even come like the name wasn't even a thought at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we harvested our first round of honey that fall and had more honey than, I mean, when you have gallons of honey, who uses gallons of honey? So yeah, for we're sure. Like, Yo, we can sell this. Let's sell this. Take, so no, we, I take a bath in honey. I need a yeah, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> and, uh, so we did that and we made a little bit of money and we put it in our pockets and we're like, cool. That was we made. We each made a four or 500 bucks. Were sweet. you very, how happy were you though at that point when you just made a couple hundred bucks? Like, sweet, I made some money out of doing something I love. Yeah. And like yeah. back then it was 500 bucks. Yeah. Sweet. So yeah, much I, money. I'm convinced that you know? we're living in our, well, maybe not anymore, but I want to say last year, I didn't, you know, just doing a couple, you know, pulling out like a $2,000 landscape job, making that in profit. I think it's like, wow, I was so happy. And like I did the work. Yeah. And like I love doing it. But then I'm realizing I did more like later on. I'm like, I need more. I need more. So it's just yeah. weird. I think you're happiest when you're a kid. We were talking about that. Like, oh, yeah. I miss my childhood. Like, I miss my childhood. I love my life right now, but <laughs> my parents gave me an awesome childhood. So Yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. <laughs> when you're playing in the woods and building forts at the creek and stuff, it's oh, kind of hard creek, to that. People don't understand. <laughs> what, like, when we talk about the creek, I can remember the creek right now. Oh, dude. Our, our friend, we had our backpack with our hatchet. And shovel and a lighter, making and a fire. can of axe. Yeah, I admit, we make <laughs> fires down there too. We would get in yep. trouble. You weren't technical because it's public Cut property. Cut down trees and stuff, and build ladders out of the trees. And yeah, Just, I remember, that was by that was by the behind the pool. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that was a that was. I mean, who wouldn't want to do that? Do childhood days. <laughs> if I could like replicate some of the childhood and put it. I was super insecure as a kid, though. I feel like I didn't. I I was trying to find my identity in a lot of things, but. At the same time, it was also very fun, like going down the pool and just, I don't know, you didn't have a lot of emotions or you didn't really know how to, you didn't have to really understand them. So you just kind of were like there, like you just kind of like we're up, bleh, you know, See, and like you just existed. That's where I think I'm a lot different because Dylan even had some of that stuff when he was younger. Like more trying insecure, to trying who, to figure out. Yeah. yeah I've, just been, I've always been a deep thinker. Depression, anxiety, that yeah. type of stuff that um, a lot of people deal with. I... I never thought about my feelings. I yeah. never, I mean, besides like liking girls and stuff, yeah. you know, um, I mean like, Oh, I think she's so hot or oh, I like her so much. She's <laughs> yeah. so much fun. That type of stuff. Like I never thought about how I felt on the inside until, why do you think that is? I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know why <laughs> it, until I got hit with anxiety, like a brick wall, my sophomore year in college and what, or we're, freshman, yeah. freshman year. Maybe I like this is like a psychology sophomore. podcast where, uh, <laughs> I like picking your brain. I like asking questions because people about, out there could relate to to you so when that anxiety hit when you weren't used to that at all like you're just and i'm jealous i'm jealous that you were just a kid like so that's rare i feel like in some cases so where did the a sophomore you're in college where did that anxiety come from for you um so my trigger on anxiety and i still deal with it today but because once you have it you have it mm-hmm. um uh, is throwing up puking mm-hmm. as weird as it sounds yeah um not so much anymore as much because I've kind of figured out how to deal with it. But at the time, out of nowhere, I can actually tell you what I was doing that one night. So um, funny enough, we were sitting out on the front porch, hanging out, um, smoking pot. Yeah. <laughs> Being stupid, just hanging out. I go in my bedroom to go to bed and 
I lay down and I don't know what hit me, but something just hit me. Something switched mm. and started shaking, started sweating, started freaking out. Um, what a typical anxiety attack for what people would think. Yeah. But I'd never had this. This hit me like freight train. I'd never yeah. experienced anxiety. I'd never experienced worry, I guess. I mean, the most anxiety I'd ever felt was like being nervous before a big race and swimming. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which nervousness, I, I don't even know how to explain it, but it hit me like freight train. I walked out front onto our front porch and Dylan and Tyler were sitting out there and they were like, yo, are you good? And they said that I was just like white hmm. and I was shaking and I was like, I looked at them and I was like, I don't know. I'm, I'm scared. Like I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm scared right now. I don't know what's happening to me. I don't know what's happening to my body, but I am freaking out. Yeah. And they're like, whoa, 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 like, all right, let's calm down. And like, we went for a walk and like, I chilled out a little bit, but like for the next couple months, like I went to bed sitting up with the TV on. Cause I was too, I would lay down and I feel scared, like yeah. I was going to puke or something. Like I was just freaking out any like sort of like, I don't even know if you call it heartburn, but any sort of like even fullness mm -hmm. or any feeling in my throat, I was like, I'm going to puke. I'm going to puke. And I, it literally, it was comparable. Like I would have rather have like chopped off my legs and arms really? than puke. That's how big of puking. So basically you're just, you were afraid to throw up. Oh yeah. Extremely what? afraid. I haven't thrown up. I hate throwing I up. Still I, haven't, mean... I still haven't thrown up uh, since then. Like, Figure anxiety. I've never drank forced. too much since then. Yeah. And because like, I was that. in a fraternity. There was a lot of drinking. I've never drank. Oh, that would, I'm no, very good that's about probably, not drinking that's probably, too much that, where I want to throw prob up. That's probably a good thing to have you scared of now. You're not. Yeah. 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 But, uh. So it wasn't, do you it think it was so, life changing for yeah. sure? <laughs> so, what you it so for you, was it not anything from like like worrying about business, how much finance? No, because at the time, for, business wasn't really a worry and school wasn't a worry because like I had good grades. I never, like I said, I've never had a problem. I, I go to class, yeah, I take, I didn't, I was that guy that people didn't like that much because I didn't study that hard for a test and I would just do well, yeah. Um, I guess God just blessed me with that, yeah, but I just never had that problem. and. So I, I think part of it probably was just like, I had moved out on my own at that point. Mm -hmm. I didn't have my parents around. I didn't necessarily have a good diet. Mm -hmm. That's I, important. Health is like, I'm, I'm trying to oh, really yeah. key on it. Obviously Eating in swimming right and working out always and staying on. active is so huge. And, um, I, so I'd swam for like 11 years mm -hmm. straight and been super athletic growing up. I mean, I played football, I swam, I played golf, I played water polo. I did all that stuff. I ran. Um, but it was the first time in my life where I'd spent like more than a year not doing a sport because mm -hmm. you go off to college and I never, I didn't want to be a professional athlete. I never, I never tried for scholarships or anything. So yeah. went to college, stopped working out, all that stuff. Wasn't on a good diet. I was living on my own for the first time. Wasn't a very good cook. I'd make stuff. I'd eat fast food a lot, that type of stuff. I Which obviously is... wasn't working out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, college is stressful. I, even as somebody whose school comes easy to use, college is still stressful. But I think all that stuff just finally caught up to me at yeah. one point and hit me like mm -hmm. freight train. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was really scary. I went and I started seeing a therapist. Um, and uh, the big turning point for me during all that was because I was I mean, I didn't sleep. Much. I was in bad shape. And I I used to say, no, I wasn't depressed because I never I didn't. It, yeah. looking, I was in a mm -hmm. pretty deep part of the depression at the time. Um, and luckily I had Tiffany around, which she which is your never girlfriend. really had. Yeah. My girlfriend. How long have you guys been dating? Um, we crested nine years back in September. So, yeah. so people, there are, there are hope for high school sweethearts. There's, oh yeah. So, still yeah. There. so uh, yeah, they were dating. Michael and Tiffany were dating since I was in middle school. So. If you find the right person, I guess. Yeah. Um, but, 
uh, yeah. So I started seeing this therapist and hearing her say it will get better from somebody who wasn't my friend, wasn't anybody that should have meant anything to me. It was kind of a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you just kind of learn. I mean, your first, everyone that I've ever talked to at least says your first anxiety attack is your worst anxiety attack because it's never happened before. Yeah. Yeah. And so, so they get a little less on anxiety. You're getting anxiety that you're yeah. getting anxiety. Oh yeah. yeah. I was freaking out about what was happening to me and stuff. Um, luckily my brother had been through that type of stuff too. So I was able to go, I mean, I had moved out, but I was going back to my parents' house every night mm-hmm. just to oh, really? feel at home and feel yeah. comfortable. Um, but yeah, I, uh, slowly just kind of figured it out got it under wrath. I mean, I still like Monday night or Sunday night, we had a big job these last two days with landscaping, funny enough, in the middle of January, mm-hmm. um, that we booked. It was like 220 feet of edgestone and other stuff, drains and whatnot. And we're, we're taking down Christmas lights right now too. And I was just laying in bed Sunday night, like we're not going to get this done, just mm-hmm. freaking out about it. And like, yeah. that was the first time that I've really had a bunch of anxiety in a while. Um, but yeah, I mean, you just you learn how to deal with it. I, I I'm luckily blessed with the fact that I don't have a problem talking about it. Mm-hmm. So that's good. A you, lot of people bottle that stuff up and the best way to, to heal to is just to open it up. For sure. Oh yeah. And I have no problem sharing. My yeah. problems are sharing how I feel or telling people, Hey, I'm having an anxiety attack, which is very rare. Yeah. Um, so that was super helpful cause I could just talk to somebody about it. Yeah. Um, luckily Dylan had been through a lot of that stuff a lot worse. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, my anxiety was probably pretty mild compared to most people. Yeah. But just, I don't know, talking, just being able to talk to somebody about it and being open about it was huge for me. Um, and we, Dylan had had a lot of it too. So being able to talk to somebody who had been through it, I guess, yeah. Tyler dealt with it too. Um, so you so suggest having people that you can definitely open up Having about people it. that you trust and yeah, that you can talk to about it. My, I was big on watching my brother go through antidepressants. Mm-hmm. Um, and watching him try and come off those antidepressants and it how it's hard the withdrawals and how bad that can be for you. Mm-hmm. So, um, not that I'm against antidepressants cause I think they're definitely probably right for some people, but, um, that was kind of my big thing too. Whenever it all happened was my mind is doing this to me. My mind put me in this place. Yeah. I can use my mind to get out of this place. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess that's kind of that. Yeah. Um, I think everyone's human. I think everyone goes through some sort of something. Oh, I believe yeah. that. Yeah. I so. mean, it definitely opened my eyes on just being, be nice to people. I don't yeah. know. Like you don't know what, and you don't know what people are going through. Yeah. You don't know what people are going through. And I, if I was a testament to that at all, I mean, I wasn't a jerk or anything. People listening are probably like, Oh yeah, he was probably a douchebag before that or something. But, <laughs> um, I just never thought about that stuff. I was never aware that like, when people said they were going to have an anxiety attack, I was like, Oh, you're just anxious. Yeah. A little you're bit. You're just yeah. jittery. You're, you're, you can't, you know, it, Until I you had fully, no idea. You fully go through something and you're like, Oh, that's what it was. Yeah. Like, and and unless saying. you've been through it, you have no idea. I guess yeah. you could say, I don't know how you could know what that was like unless you've been through it, but so you don't get, it was very eye opening. Yeah. So you don't think you really get anxious as much as far as like business terms of things sometimes. Not well, anymore. Obviously you said you had that, that, trying to get stuff done. That was kind of like the last little glimpse. Yeah. It was just kind bit. of one of those things where I was laying in bed, just like, Oh my gosh, we're not, we're not gonna be able to get this done in the two days that we budgeted for this. Yeah. Stuff, so yeah. 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 No, I, it's definitely a real thing. I think it's, I think it's better to talk about it even with, with people. I think yeah, I've been, if I have any anxiety advice for anybody that's going through anything like that and you 
don't know what just go go see somebody seriously just go maybe the, well, the person I, I went and saw couldn't prescribe things which was nice so yeah. it wasn't like they were just gonna throw me on an antidepressant and after watching my brother go through that i did not want to be <laughs> on like, that no um but just go and talk to somebody if it's not for you that's fine but like try well, and go I, talk to somebody do you have a friend group i meet with we're all close like four or five best friends we talk about everything and so that's kind of like um my healing i guess you'd say just to talk about just to like open up and know that i can trust them with whatever i say right and that they're on my side you know yeah whether they ask me they challenge me to do the hard things you know yeah you know they're not going to be like just push it off off you know it's like okay let's get to the, the real problem like let's find a solution right. to this yeah. you know we're not going to keep you in the same place like oh yeah it, whatever you say christian oh it's no big deal don't worry about it it's like no like what, what if this is a big deal to you the world will take you right. serious yeah. you know so yeah i mean i shoot i at first, my, my parents haven't experienced anxiety either. My mom literally was like, I don't know hmm. what you're going through. I've never experienced anything like that. And like to this day, she'll make a joke whenever I, the milk's a day past due. I won't eat it or drink it. Even oh, if yeah. it's fine, it's like, like, that might make me sick. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like uh, the way I like open straws or just little things like that are different because I don't want the germs on them. You yeah. know? And I'm not even really a germaphobe per se, but um, getting called like a hypochondriac. Yeah, about stuff, and it's like, uh, you just don't understand. Yeah, it, obviously, you know, <laughs> like, uh, yeah, I probably am being a little bit of a hypochondriac about this, but like, if I'm not, I'm gonna lay in bed tonight thinking about it and freak yeah. out that that Something one day happen. expired milk is gonna make me sick, and I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and throw up. You know, yeah. So like, it's not worth it. Just yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. No. So going back to some business stuff, what would what's some advice you'd give to like maybe a high school or or a person in college trying to maybe grow a business? do it while you're young. Yeah. <laughs> you have so much, you're, I mean, it's never the right time. It's never the right time. Um, and it, for me, like it was always kind of one of those things. Well, if it fails, it fails and I'm 23 and I can figure it out. Just, just do, if you really don't be an idiot. I see a lot of people that oh, I'm going to go make money and do this. I'm going to start a business. I'm going to start a business and they don't have a plan. They don't have mm -hmm. it figured out. They don't, like with us, with mowing and stuff, we're, we're really good at mowing. We know we're super efficient. We can mow lawns really quick. We so can how do you really become well. better? How do you become better at mowing? Uh, I mean, do it, I guess. Just more, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, just mow uh, more. Yeah. Uh, it, being able to deal. I mean, our big thing has always been kind of customer service too. We're very mm -hmm. good with customer service. Luckily, my dad being a business owner growing up, being a part of the Chamber of Commerce and stuff being good friends with the people that he was good friends with that I got so introduced to. I heard connections. Oh, luck. Luck is, yeah. I mean, luck's a huge, connections yeah. and luck. Yeah. I would say connections um, is really like the best luck. Oh yeah. So one of my dad's good friends, uh, uh, Jim Lynch, chief Jim Lynch, mm -hmm. the, he used to be the chief of police of retired, I guess, ex chief, retired chief Jim Lynch. Um, he got us that contract in Villa Woods, which mm -hmm. was what was like, Oh, okay. We could do this for real. Yeah. I mean, if it wasn't for him, you, I mean, obviously, we still had to put in the bid. You still have well, to do the, the here's work. Here's the thing. Like, if you wouldn't have never started the business, if you never applied yourself, if you never had good customer service, word would get around. And more than likely, you know, Jim Lynch is probably not going to refer you or try to get something. But since right, you probably yeah. heard that, hey, Michael and Dylan are hard workers. They have great customer service. I'm going to give them the luck of the draw, quote unquote. Yeah. But it's never really – it's luck, but it's not luck. It, people don't look at the everything underneath that you guys did to, to get the opportunity. Yeah. I think it's underestimated. Um, I always, I mean, I go, I'm a, I'm a man of faith. I'm not as much as I should be. I don't go to church on Sundays. I haven't gone to church since I was probably in middle school, but like, I thank God for a lot of things yeah. in my life. Um, 
as stupid as that may sound to some people, especially if they're not a person of faith. Yeah. Um, I think God has... has given me a lot of good breaks in life. Yeah, yeah, he has, he has <laughs> a lot of yeah, grace. <laughs> luck and just being blessed in the ways that I've been blessed. I've, I mean, there's just so, like my dad uh, having our that suburban for me to pull mm-hmm. the trailer and the trailer. Yeah. Um, shoot, we didn't buy a different trailer until we ordered it in May of last yeah. year. So like. We were still using my dad's trailer. Well, here's the thing, too, is like people don't have to like. I'd say my biggest thing is like save money, don't flex. You don't have to buy a new trailer. Like I think. Oh yeah. Every I opportunity. Mean, this generation, I knew some high people school. love to flex. Dude, oh, when they look and at I you, I love it too. I love the cloud. <laughs> you see their Instagram profile, and they're like uh, making million. I'll make a million at twenty five, but yet they have no job. They don't do anything, and then you have some people that are actually legit. They actually do, and that's fine. But I just think that you know. If you have the opportunity to do something, make you more money, save save it. Unless, yeah. yeah. And the most successful people I know in life right now don't they don't post about it on Facebook. They don't actually. They you're don't. you're right. They, they don't. don't. I mean, I don't post about. Oh, we made we made thirty five hundred dollars the last two days on this landscape job. Yeah. Oh yeah, cleared. So what, why do you landed think, a ten thousand dollar contract this morning? So you know? why do you why don't you feel the need that you need to post that? Do you think you're just just why you're mature? Know. You're secure and like I don't even know if it's mature. I guess maybe it's maturity. Um, I just I don't know. I was kind of raised where you didn't talk about money. I guess, mm-hmm. and you don't flaunt. I I don't, I've never been a big brag type of guy. Yeah. Per se, um, if I'm gonna brag about something, I'm gonna brag about my car or what I've done to my car yeah. or brag about like I don't know. Um, you can go scroll through my Facebook and see the things I could brag about. I guess. Yeah. But <laughs> yeah. Um, I just, I don't see that. I don't, in my opinion, social media isn't the place for that, I guess. Social yeah. media is like a scrapbook for me. It's mm. not a, I like where the, I share my well, opinions most, and where I brag a lot of people, about everything. A lot of people do use that platform as that. And so I yeah. think I would, Instagram, nothing against Instagram. And even for me, it's a highlight reel. It's like the best of the best. And I think, yeah, I like, exactly. and I think it's fine to some certain extent, Michael, but I think. I like TikTok for this reason because you post whatever the heck you want TikTok and it's is fine. Dangerous, but yeah, you know, yeah, it's the, I call it the infinity scroll. You just keep going down and down and down, and like it just keeps going back to stuff you just like watching. But no, I just think that's like being authentic and genuine and not trying to brag. I, I love people when they don't brag. I just I'm attracted to people who don't brag. Yeah, and, and but they're also very encouraging. I think I probably so one of my best friends growing up was Dylan Draconi, and uh, Dylan Draconi is kind of an opposite of me. He was, I mean, I was an athlete, but I wasn't a jock per mm-hmm. se. Dylan was a jock. Dylan was a jock. Dylan didn't, school didn't come easy to Dylan. Dylan didn't, uh, he didn't go to college. He works a trade. He's kind of a country boy. Mm-hmm. His dad, same way. And I always kind of looked up to his dad and stuff um, and always thought, I want to, and my mom's side is country. They're all from Holden. They're all farmers. Yeah. And I always thought like, man, I just want to be a good old boy that people look at and they think, man, he's a good guy. He's humble. He's nice. Um, and he works hard. He's a hard worker. And so that's kind of where I got my character from, I guess. That was who I wanted to be growing up. I mean, even you'd catch me with like a little bit of a Southern accent sometimes <laughs> whenever I was, cause that's what yeah, I, I want to be. Just, you I want to be, be a country boy. That yeah. Good old boy. I've just been out working hard all day yeah. you know, and, that, and that type of stuff. And I don't know where that came from, but, um, I guess that's where that side of like 
I'm not going to brag about how much money I made today. And the truth is I don't make very much money. I yeah. mean, I've made, I make a third of the profits of MD's lawn and landscape. So mm-hmm. if we did 130 grand and we did a 60% margin, which is a pretty good margin. So that's like a little, that's around $70,000. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I got a third of that, which yeah. is just over 20 grand. Yeah. So, um, I mean, I don't, I guess I don't have as much to brag about maybe. Yeah. I don't know, but, um, would you say you're happy? Oh yeah. I'm happy. And like, uh, yeah. five years from now, I, if I, my plan well, the is way to be you making going, more money oh, than I definitely any think, of my friends. I definitely think you're going to be growing for sure. But, um, no, I mean, you don't see me sharing on Facebook when we slide a mower off a cliff and <laughs> I've had a terrible week and we just yeah. can't catch up. But it, there's something about owning a business and like on Friday afternoon you get done and this has happened to me many times. You get done with a big job and customer comes out and tells you how much they appreciate you yeah, and how great of a job you did. And it's your work. And, you, and yeah, that the, how, and just seeing how happy you made that customer with their new cool flower bed in front of their house mm-hmm. or something like that per se, or, I don't know. Some honey. There's Christmas. There's them, <laughs> a kid seeing his Christmas lights light up. Yeah. And he's just blown away. And you're getting a message about how happy someone's kid was to see their house lit up when they came home. That's the things that, when it comes to business, it it makes it worth it in the end. I mean, I don't know how many times I've been driving back after working a 12 hour day and the sun's setting and it's like gimmicky and dumb yeah. as it sounds. You're just sitting there, music's playing, and you just kind of look up and you're just like, this is what makes it worth all of it. Yeah. So, um, I agree. I'm not, I'm kind of that way too. Kinda, I don't know. I'm pretty sure I have like ADD or something. I, yeah. I get off track so quick. <laughs> yeah, I do too, man. This is the, the podcast is challenging, <laughs> Just but jump I, around. I like it. It's, it's, it's a podcast for a reason. Um, you said some good stuff, but no, I think have some editing to do after this. Man, no, I never, I never edit. I always keep it raw. That's really? Just, that's just really? me. Yeah. I um, don't ever edit unless it's like a bad fuzzy noise. You know, but, I don't really know. I've listened to a few of your episodes and you can't really notice, I guess. No, because I don't edit. Maybe <laughs> I'm just really good. No, I'm just <laughs> I don't, I, you know, I just, I really, I don't even have notes. It's weird. Okay. So, you know what gives me anxiety? It's funny that people about listening to this is having notes. Really? Like having them? Yes. Not the, that you need to have them? <laughs> if I don't, if I, I have, I have, I stress less when I just know notes. And it's hmm. weird because most people are like opposite. That when yeah. I went, so it's funny because, and this is, I give a lot of glory back to God. I, you know, I've been around people who can talk, communicate very well and just ask questions. And I've always just tried to be more going the past couple of years and I've read more books. So it's not, I'm not saying I just was born this way. No, like I, I practiced a lot. And so, but people are like, man, Christian, I just feel like you, you just flow naturally. Like you have these really good notes or something or good questions like lined up. And I'm like, actually, I don't, I, yeah. I mean, I, I know the background of the person. I check their background. Like, but I, with you, I, I know you would not, right, like, I don't yeah. need, I don't need to do that. Um, but most of the time I just like throughout the day, if I'm have a podcast that time and I, whatever else, you know, kind of rehearse maybe some big topics, but then, because then if I look at notes, Michael, I like stress out way too much. You and I think stay on that. I need to stay on this. And then I lose the, I feel like for me, I lose my authenticity by trying to do notes when sometimes the best conversations are the ones that go on rabbit holes right. and they lead to like some like profound reason to why this person was insecure or some some why behind man this is why i went full on with the business or this is why i got out of my comfort zone when i'm just asking these regular questions 
like yes you need to hit get the surface level to get to the depth you know when you when you're picking when you're digging a hole you have to pick out the grass first to really get to the gold or to, right. to the dirt yeah. you know so but it's it's crazy how it's just different with with podcasts and talking about certain things with anxiety because yeah no i i don't really rehearse you know my podcast i just try to make it enjoyable i'll try to storytell and i just think yeah. for me it's this is the way it is and yeah that kind of you saying that actually kind of Circles back to the college thing where you're asking about how, like, well, why would why would you tell somebody to go or not to go to college? College is, and it makes me think about a lot of things I thought about in college kind of come back to me a little bit now with um, the people around me. And so in business school, a lot of your business school is a lot of presentations. You get in, mm -hmm. up in front of a group of people. Yeah. And you, um, you've researched something or you've, I don't even, the topic can literally be anything. Mm -hmm. Um and you speak about it for 10 minutes or so or whatever. And there's a lot of, and group projects too. You do a lot of group projects. That you oh yeah. I've done a couple of my, so yeah. College. Yeah. That's business school is a lot of group projects. So you gotta learn how to work together with people. That was something that I didn't really need. I didn't need to learn how to speak in front of people at, at most. Uh, they allow you usually a little note card. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what a note card is. Oh yeah. I've been but, through speech class. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you, a lot of people in college, you'd watch them get up there and they have their note card and they have their points on it mm -hmm. and they look down to reference that and then they go on with it. I was never one of those people. I never needed a note card. Mm -hmm. I, I was never nervous to get up in front of people. I never needed that teamwork aspect of things. I didn't have a problem working with people, but I watched people that I started college with and I ended college with. And business school, at least at UMKC, the block school, it, it prepares you very well for a corporate job, for mm -hmm. you to go in that corporate world and you to climb that corporate ladder. Yeah. And that's great. I mean, people do very well doing that. I mean, yeah. Look at all the CEOs at those big companies. For They're, sure. They, they climb the corporate ladder. Most of them didn't start out high up in a company. And um, it teaches you how to do that. And some people really need that. Some people mm -hmm. need those skills of having to, forcing them to get up in front of a class and, and I talk about the automobile industry. Speaking. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, talk about the automobile industry and go into depth about all their different um strategies and the, all those synergy all that stuff all those terms that they use and that stuff that <laughs> yes all these when you read like their mission statement they yeah. say all these things and the, you're just like whatever and yeah, they what spent somebody that was somebody's years work yeah to make that type of stuff college prepares you for that stuff mm -hmm. college i mean i like i said i watched a lot of people start out college that they would not have been successful in the corporate setting they would not have been successful no, I really. I, I think I would making good money. I would they, think college is good for being in the corporation. Yeah, like yeah, no, it, it, at least business school. I don't know sciences. You obviously need to go to school oh, for sure. to become a doctor and a or nurse. lawyer. You need yeah. to you need to go to school for that. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, want maybe you, a little bit. Uh, yeah, no, it's like how yeah. did say so you go into the emergency room and there you need to get your brain operated on and like yeah, so where did you go? Oh, I, I went to uh, YouTube University. Um, yeah, and I watch all much YouTube. Yeah. That way. Obviously. You can't for a business owner, but like you can't for it for right. A doctor. Yeah. So that's just a different story. If you want to, I mean, people know that, but the, I, yeah, I watched a lot of people gain a lot and I gained a lot of valuable. So I gained a lot of, I mean, one of the, this guy named David Lloyd, um, he owned a clothing line here in Kansas City. He also was a, he was a lawyer. Um, he worked at, uh, or he owned part of a law firm here in Kansas City. He, I think he was pretty successful. He seemed like he was pretty successful. Mm -hmm. Um, but he, uh, he left a big imprint on me because he taught all of the business law classes and all of the contract classes and stuff. And um, we had to go do mock interviews in those classes, which once again, yeah, for somebody who's not good at public speaking per se, or not good at just 
like we're, what we're doing right now. Yeah, for sure. Um, having to go and they brought in real people who hire people. Like I did it with a Renaissance financial person. It was the HR manager for Renaissance financial and they throw you in a room with them all alone mm-hmm. and you go through an interview with them. Yeah. And that is terrifying. I uh, bet not no. for me, but for, yeah. I mean, I took a lot of me and Tyler took a lot of the same exact classes at the mm-hmm. same exact time. They just lined up that way. Um, and he was not, he did not want to do that. He, yeah, he and I no was like, oh, I'm kind of pumped about this. It's yeah. fun. Like I basically just get to go. But so that's where college could be really, really good for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's just figuring out if it's right for you, I guess. Um, I didn't need college. I was lucky enough that it was all paid for. I learned a lot of skills there. Yeah. I learned, I met a lot of really good people. I wouldn't be who I am today without it. I wouldn't have a lot of the skills I have today without it. But yeah. Yeah. No, that's good. I think it's like whatever life hands you, I think just trying to learn from any environment, whether it's college, whether it's owning your own business, I think that's the biggest thing. And see, that's where entrepreneurs, I don't think we get that is one of the biggest things that I try and do every time I do something is learn from it and do better. Mm-hmm. And I analyze everything. Yeah. And so if we're, I mean, it's it, simple as digging a hole to put a tree in or something mm-hmm. that you're planting yeah. for a landscaping <laughs> yeah, for sure. uh, example. You do that one. There's a lot more to digging a hole than just shoving a shovel in the ground. Oh, for sure. Per se. And you learn how to do that and you want to do it better or mowing a lawn. You learn how you do it once You learn, and watching other people do it. I was always big when I saw somebody else doing something, watch them, seeing how they do it and trying to improve on that, that yeah. type of stuff. And college probably taught me a little bit of that, but that, I think that it's, it's something that you kind of have or you don't have. Um, I think there's some people that you kind of could be a business owner. You kind of couldn't be a business owner. Per I, se. No, I think, I think, uh, I think in some ways being an entrepreneur, you're born that way. Yeah. I think, I think there's, you here, have here, something to here, Here's an example. It's like, I maybe could have been a basketball player in the, you know, national basketball league. Heck yeah. You know, maybe, <laughs> yeah, five ten. Here's the thing you say this. I'm just now getting into the NBA. I've been big. Yeah. Uh, so, so NBA, so this is just stick with me because everyone's like, Christian, there's no way. So just imagine if I would practice my whole life really like that, but then imagine there was another guy. That was like six four. I'm five ten, and you know he's just been just naturally more inclined to basketball oh, yeah. like that yeah. rather than five ten. Not saying I can't make the shots, or maybe eventually I could a dunk if I really got it down my vertical pretty good. But he was literally born to play basketball. Right. I mean, based Michael on that. Phelps is a perfect example. Exa- yeah. Of that. His so, body is made to be a swimmer. So just as much <laughs> as it's sports where people were born. Now, yes, I could have – so we both go to NBA. More than likely, we'll still be both good, but more than likely, he'll probably be naturally better. I'll have to work 10 times harder to, to right, be at yeah. a level – maybe I won't be there. I'm not saying don't go for it. You need to do it, like what what makes you happy and really what gives you joy throughout throughout life. I agree that. I agree with that. But I think entrepreneurship is – it's an art and it's a skill. Yeah. And I think it's something you can be – but it's the, it's the couple things of like, okay, taking risk. Oh my goodness! Mm-hmm. If my so my mom is great, business, you know she's good at what she does, makes good money, you know, you know, uh, executive administrator. She tells me, Christian, I can never be a business owner. She's like, you know why? I just like comfortability, and yeah. and there's nothing wrong with that with my mom. But oh, yeah. some people, you you need to take risk. You need to be okay with the, a lot of the unknowns, even though life has so many unknowns. But just like living in that, and then also like being always on twenty four seven. It's you. It, yeah, you know, you it, are your business. Yeah, no, you are. <laughs> and so it's like, and so the, all those things, like some people just don't, they have a certain level of risk they can take. Some people have a le- certain level of height. They can make the shot. Some people, so that's how I compare if that makes sense to you. 
Yeah. But no. I think, I think it's, I think no, you're part of it, you right. can, you can, you can practice it for sure. But I think the best entrepreneurs are ones who are, who are born with that. And oh, I'm still yeah. trying to figure Any, that out. Anybody can learn to be a businessman. Um, and being an entrepreneur isn't some high and mighty thing. Um, you just have a different set of skills. Mm. Um, and you have a set of skills that value you or that, um, uh, what what's the word for it? I don't know that you can take advantage of better being an entrepreneur than a lot of other things, I guess you could say. Well, but being, if you want to build a successful business, you need people that are going to help you build. You need people marketing. Oh, so yeah. every person is important. Like I, I agree. I don't think it's like yeah. some high and mighty thing. I think like without maybe someone else working for me or for you to grow it, I wouldn't be able to be as successful or oh. I need those people, you know, and they're better at, they're better at certain things that like there's people that are way better than me in account. Like I'm going to need accounting here soon. Yeah. I can't even do Michael. The thought of me trying to want to be accountant, I'm doing it for the, I'm doing it like right now. It's like, Oh my goodness. I'm oh, just like yeah. ready to be done. You know, we had the, in the business school, we had to take two uh, as a finance major. I had to take two accounting classes. Um, and the amount of people that struggled in that class. Yeah. That was one of the hardest class. I mean, it's the only class that has a lab at the Henry block business school. Mm hmm that you have to go to on Friday. The business school is closed on Fridays. Yeah. And it's the only class that you have to go to a, a lab on Fridays because so many students were failing at mm -hmm. one point. So, uh, yeah, it's not easy. And that's another one of those things that just clicked for me. I was like, people, I, my friends and stuff were like, yo, this is so hard. And I'm like, yo, what are you, what's so hard? You just put the numbers you, in. You do this. Yeah, yeah, it's everything not, it's, everything it's, balances out. It's actually not the hardest for me. It's just <laughs> so boring. I hate it. It's just so boring to me. See, and that, it was kind of different for me. I, you loved it. No, yeah. I didn't love it, I guess, because I hated school. But yeah, <laughs> I could sit in the class and be like, oh, yeah, this is cool. Yeah, I get this. I understand this is cool. See, yeah. but I love philosophy class. I love learning about the whole See, no, the mind. not me. I love not psychology. Me. I love psychology. I love like asking these. I would rip my hair out if I had to sit <laughs> See, in I, psychology See, class. I love psychology. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, not me. Not me at all. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's why I'm doing a podcast. I don't know, but yeah, there you go. <laughs> but yeah, man, I always like ending it. Uh, podcasts coming to a close. I always like ending it with like you know, purpose, passion, and coffee. It's the name of it. But kind of asking like, what's your purpose? Everyone has a unique purpose in life. What would you say Michael Mullally's purpose oh, in life is? I know we just talked about you know like psychology, so this is kind of <laughs> going into that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Just to enjoy life, affect people in some positive way, leave it better than I came into it yeah um i mean i hope that whenever i die one day that people are like yeah he 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 made a change to mm -hmm. that, our community or our world or our family personally and, yeah and me somebody out there is like if it wasn't for michael i want to be who i am today mm -hmm. so um yeah, I guess that's my purpose. Yeah, I don't know. No, that's good. I love it, man. I'm, I'm maybe ask me in like five years. Five years, like yeah. No, I don't. Dude, I'm a big believer. I don't think we're ever gonna have our life figured out, which is oh, awesome. Yeah, I've and being in the business world for the last year, nobody knows what they're doing. I'm still convinced that when they shot people to the moon back in the day, they like, had no well, idea what they were doing. Oh, exactly. Like, oh, we'll, just, yeah. we'll shoot them up there and see what happens. <laughs> dude, I definitely. That's, no, it's, I love that purpose, man. I think it's building a legacy and and now and and being unselfish and and uh giving back to people who you know inspire because i've been given a lot so it's like if i've been given a lot yeah and, yeah and gratitude is a big thing for me so it's just like okay how can i give back as best i can you know yeah but, when i'm in the position definitely that's one of my like this year we tried to donate a light job to a first responder and it just we couldn't get a hold of anybody funny enough but just like that type of stuff it's just little thing help do help yeah. you can yeah you know? I agree. If there's lasting, lasting um, words from you to give to some, someone of any age to 
maybe start a business or anything like that or trying to find something like that, what would you, what would you give them? Work hard <laughs> or as stupid as that sounds. Um, you, you gotta, at least for me, I wouldn't be where I was if I hadn't worked my butt off. A lot of people don't see it. A lot of people don't get it until you do it. But, um, and especially being out in the business world and dealing with a lot of different people between our vendors and company owners and just other stuff. If you are a hard worker, you will be successful in life. No mm -hmm. matter how dumb you are, no how matter how bad your past is, no matter the type of person you are in any shape, way, or form, if you work hard, you will be fine. Yeah. If you put in the time and grind, you, yeah. if you're worried about stuff right now, high school, college, whatever, just keep your, I mean, keep your head down and work hard. I mean, I've always found for me that as long as you're working hard, things, things fall in place. I yeah. Mean, you can't fake hard work and no, and you can't fake it. No. And, and people, people notice and hard <laughs> people work can brag about their hard work, but chances are, if they're bragging that much about it, they're probably not doing it. Cause if you're really working hard, you probably don't have time to be bragging about it all the time. I, I agree. <laughs> I think that's good. We'll, we'll end on that. No, hard work is definitely one of the keys um, to having to building something, something to come to fruition, to being successful, and then for people to really respect you. I was, you can't take away hard work. Like if someone hard, is a hard worker, I respect them. Yeah, I don't yeah. have to like them, but I do respect them. Oh yeah, I mean, there's plenty of people out there that I hate their guts, but they work their butt off and they're successful because of it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good stuff, bro. Appreciate you being on the podcast. I'll make sure to link. Um, your website and you have stuff for the honey too. You have a honey website I can put on. Yeah. We don't sell our honey online. Um, I guess if you want me to give it. it yeah. Yeah. Uh, MDs be, at MDs bees on Instagram, Facebook, MDs lawn landscape, Instagram, Facebook, or the Brookside farmer's market in the summer, every Saturday, nine or eight to one in the winter. They're different hours. Go check out Brookside farm. Sweet. Market. I'll just, yeah, I'll, I'll plug yeah. all those, uh, those links under the, in the podcast description yeah. for sure yeah, for cool. you. Yeah. And then me and him will, I'm still keeping it low key right now, but people don't know, you know, the business, but, um, I haven't oh, said yeah, it yet. Yeah. yeah. But me and him will actually be working together, which is really cool. You know, who are, if we were to look back in high school and be like, yeah, we're, we'll be like, she like <laughs> clabbing on a business thing. I don't, I would have, I would have probably like laughed at you and you probably would have laughed at me, you know? <laughs> so, but you just don't know what, what opportunities are going to lead to to later on in life and what's, what path you're going to take. So, But yeah, I appreciate you, Michael. It's been a blast. Thanks for having me. Hey again, guys. Thank you for listening to this episode today. Hopefully there's something that you could take away from the episode and some sort of value you can apply to your life, whether that's trying to find uh, finding your passions or just knowing your purpose. Um, two of the most important things you can do for yourself. Again, if you haven't, guys, uh, give me a rate on the podcast. Let me know if I did a good job, thumbs up, or let me know if I did a bad job, thumbs down. And uh, don't be afraid to, to leave your honest opinion seriously. And, uh, you know, if you can always reach out to me. I'd love to hear any questions or if you're pursuing your passions or you're, you're doing amazing or you're like, man, I'm, I need some advice in some sort of way or, you know, people you want to reach out on the podcast, feel free to shoot me a text or give me a call slash voicemail, whatever. It's 816-714-9904. And also you can check me out on any, in any social media sites at christian.j.lynch. And then uh, the podcast page on Instagram is purpose, passion, and coffee. Again, guys, know your purpose, pursue your passion, and most importantly, enjoy the process. Till next time.